Hello, this is Sophie Dawson from sophiedawson.com and this is episode 175 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast I do about the art and things. And this one is a little one about the things one. <laughs> and little Dennis is with us, our favourite little co-host. He's with us and he, he actually came to work with me today. <laughs> little Dennis and Kitty went to work with me today because I was going to record this one outside. But it started raining. It's raining quite a lot. So we've decided to come inside for this one. Uh, this isn't about the things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing more about the ting episodes each month, I think. Because I actually enjoy them a lot more. So I, I want to I I do that. But this one here, we're going to be talking about the Garden of Eden. How cool is that? So I've got a book here. It's a very little book. And it's called The Impersonal Life by Joseph S. Benner. <laughs> bummer. I was going to say bummer, but it's not. It's Joseph S. Benner. And one of the chapters, there's, there's quite a few chapters in here, even though it's a little book, there's a lot of stuff in here. What I love about this book is, it's one of those books where there's not there's not many pages, but it's full of full of amazing stuff. But the other thing is, I can't, I can't remember a lot about this book, but one of the chapters is The Garden of Eden. So I've actually read this book three... This will be the third time that I'm going through the book. It's, like I said, it's a very easy read. Quite big writing as well, which is nice. And what I thought I'd do is I'd start by reading the foreword, which is by James Allen. And then I'm going to go straight to the Garden of Eden chapter. I was actually going to sit and read the, all of this book over a period of months. I was going to like cover each chapter. If you want me to do that, let me know and I will. But... This one here, I'm focusing on the Garden of Eden. So what's weird is, this week's been very strange for me. I've been in a bit of a funk, like a negative thing. And the thing is, I've been in this negative thing, but I've, I've sort of, I've been observing myself in it, but I've not been able to get myself out of it, which is very weird. So in a weird way, I sort of felt a little bit helpless. And I was thinking to myself... Well, for some reason last night I started thinking about the Garden of Eden and how it could be sort of linked to all of this. I'll get into that later. It, it's sort of like the Garden of Eden is linked in with like the hell realm. I've just seen the postman. I think he's going to post something for me, Dorsey. Yay! <laughs> but so, so the Garden of Eden, I think, is actually linked with hell. And I think that this earth that we're on is actually hell. So that's some of the topics we'll be covering. We're also going to be talking about the creator, God and the devil, which I believe God is different to the creator. That's the thing I'm beginning to think. So I feel like we've got we've got like this creator, which is which would be like the source. You've then got like a God inside of this inside of the creation. So the God is acting as the creator, but it's not. That's what I'm thinking. And then you've got the devil, which is just an, an opposite. So everything's got to have opposites. Apart from the creator, the creator is source, but God would have to have an opposite. <laughs> you can also watch this on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson. And I'll put, sh- I'll put links and everything in the description and the show notes at sophielawson.com. But also I'm going to talk about paradise because I've got, I've got a couple of theories about what I think the Garden of Eden could have been. I'm also going to ask... Do I think the Garden of Eden is real? And also, who is the serpent? My, one of my little theories is, is the ser- was the serpent 
an outsider who broke into the prison. If the Garden of Eden was some sort of prison. So, well, let's get into this one. So, little Dennis, he, boing, he gets it. Actually, he's going to do that again, I think. I love that sound. Little Kitty has died. <laughs> and little Dennis, he's going in his little house now. He's going to look after Kitty. So, they're in their little house together. So, the first, well, the first thing, a bit all over the place with this one. As it, but I like it like that sometimes. Because you sort of do, you don't know what you're doing, but somehow it all comes together in the end. So let's start with this forward. So, so this is what the forward says by James Allen. I haven't read this yet, so but I thought it'd be quite interesting. So it says, we cannot alter external things, nor shape other people to our liking, nor mould the world to our wishes, but we can alter internal things or things, <laughs> our desires, passions and thoughts we can shape our liking to other people and we can mold the inner world of our own mind in accordance with wisdom and so re- reconcile reconcile it to the outer world if if men and things ah oh, that should have been it of reconcile it to the outer world of men and things the turmoil the turmoil of the world we cannot avoid but the disturbances of mind we can overcome that goes into what I was thinking this week. See, I, I had a lot of, I would call them disturbances of the mind, but somehow I couldn't get, well, and I'm still going through it at the minute. It's very hard to, because what happens is when the mind, when the mind goes into a negative place, I thought you can have all these, you can have all these sort of tricks and tips and things to do, but to actually do it in the moment is very hard. Which could come into what this earth's all about. It's about practising. Practising things that are hard. To overcome them. Maybe that's what it is. It's like we're inside some sort of... Um, some sort of like um, programme. But the purpose is to be able to overcome the mind. And then if you can't overcome the mind, you have to keep coming back until you do. Something like that. But this also goes into little things I've been talking about with, with learning art. So at the moment, I'm learning Procreate. I'm really enjoying it. It's amazing. But what, what I notice is there's two parts to it. There's learning, like the theory. When you're learning art, you've got to learn the theory of it. But you've also got to practice it. Because if you just sit there and learn all the theory, you're not going to be able to do it. You've actually got to hold the pencil and do it. But if you if all you're doing is holding the pencil and doing it, but you're not learning how to do it, you're not going to be able to do it. So you've got to get this balance between learning what you've got to do and actually practicing it so it's the same thing with the mind you've got to, you've got to learn techniques i suppose to overcome the mind or the negativeness of it but you've also got to practice it which means you've got to be in negative situations it's quite weird so even though it's negative and you don't want to be in it it's probably the best thing for you it's quite weird that so i do believe the universe knows what it's doing <laughs> Even if we sort of think sometimes, why are you doing this? It's a bit weird. I'll carry on here. It says, the duties and difficulties of life claim our attention, but we can rise above all anxiety concerning them. Surrounded by noise, we can yet have a quiet mind. Involved in responsibilities, the heart can be at rest. In the midst of strife, we can know the abiding peace. The 18 pieces which comprise... This book. Oh, I like that. 
they use the word pieces instead of chapters. Almost as if this book is like a puzzle, <laughs> putting all the pieces together. I like that. It says, unrelated as some of them are in the letter, will be found to be harmonious in the spirit. Oh, I like that, look. Unrelated as some of them are in the letter, they will be found to be harmonious in the spirit, in that they point the reader towards those heights of self-knowledge and self-conquest, which, rising above the turbulence of the world, lift their peaks where the heavenly silence reigns. How beautiful does that sound? I'm actually going to read what the little pieces are, all the chapters. So we've got the forward. It ends, this is what they are. The One of them is called I Am, which is what Muji says a lot. The next one is Be Still and Know I Am God. Next one, I, Life, God. The next one, Consciousness, Intelligence, Will. The next one, The Key. The next one, Thinking and Creating. Cre- creativity is key. I'm convinced of that. Creativity, I think, is the way you sort of communicate with source because it doesn't use words. Yeah, it's the way that, that I think creativity is the way the source speaks. It's the language without words. The next one is the word. (laughs) The next one is my idea. Then we've got the Garden of Eden, which I'm going to go into in a minute. We then got one called Good and Evil. I like the sound of that. We've got another one called Use, another one called Soulmates, another one called Authority. We've then got one called Mediums and med- med- Mediators. We've got one called Masters. We've got one called The Christ and Love. We've got another one called Finding Me. And then another one called Union. And then the last one is called Prayer. And it's got in brackets, From the Way to the Kingdom. Prayer is also me- meditation, really. I got hiccups again. I seem to get hiccups a lot when I'm doing these podcasts. The first, so what I'm going to do is before I read this chapter here, because I haven't actually read it properly for about, it's been probably about three years, I think, since I've read it. So when you, what I've noticed is sometimes you read something, even if you like, it's like the best thing ever you've ever read, after a certain amount of time, you'll forget a lot of it. Which is what I love that day, because it means it happens with films as well, like The Matrix. You might watch The Matrix, and then it's the best film you've ever seen. Ten years later, you watch it again, and you f- you realise you forgot most of it. <laughs> it's quite cool. So the good thing about that is, it is you can sort of um, enjoy something more than once. I like that a lot. So, well, where do I start with this? I think I'm going to start with the creator. No, really, I need to put... Right, so what... Do I think the Garden of Eden is real? Yes. <laughs> Basically. Next. No. I think the Garden of Eden is real. I'm not I'm not sure whether it is a physical place on Earth. I'm not even sure if it's a physical place. I, I'm wondering whether it's like another dimension. And like the Earth is another dimension. And then you've got, some, you've got like the, the other bits. But I also wonder whether it's, it's the mind... So in other words, it, 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 well, I'm, I'm convinced the Garden of Eden is real. And the reason I think that is because if you look into the history of ancient civilizations, a lot of them will talk about the Garden of Eden, even if they're using different words, they're, they're talking about the Garden of Eden. So what happens there is, if if all these different civilizations, which are supposed to all be all being separate, 
if they're all talking about the same thing, there's got to be some sort of element of truth in it. Uh, unless what's happened is, because what you, what you do here is, well, I've been, what was I watching the other day? Something about Atlantis. Instead of what happened was Atlantis, when it got split up, all the, all the like advanced beings, the ones that were left behind, what they did was they were sort of separated around the world and created all these little civilizations. So they were all separate, but because they'd all come from the same place, they were spreading the same sort of truths. Again, this could go into the... You, that, that could be easily min, manipulated. Because if you were sort of... If you were in on it, <laughs> like that, you could mi easily manipulate the entire world if that's what you wanted to do. But I've also won, I thought, what if, a, what if this is actually a double bluff? Or was it a, a, was it a double con? So in other words... A lot of people think that like the government and stuff is bad and they're corrupt and they're trying they're actually it's all it's all basically negative and trying to sort of suppress the humans. What if it's a double negative? So yes, they are they are it is negative, but it's only negative because they know that's the only way to get human beings to evolve. So in other words, it's almost like the the people in power have the people in power have sacrificed their life to be negative because they can see the bigger picture. It's, it's going to actually help everyone else. So, like, the things you're going through at the minute, which look negative, it's actually positive because what it's going to do is it's going to wake everyone up. That's one way to look at it. The other one way to look at it is it, there, it is actually just negative. But what's happening is because inside of us is the truth... You can't bury, you can't hide the truth. So actually, what happens is, no matter what happens, all the, the more you try to suppress something, the bigger it gets. So what's happening is, the more they try to suppress and control the world, the more actually it's gonna, the the truth is gonna push against that and come out, which actually goes into what I think the Garden of Eden could have been. So I, I think the God... I'm not sure really whether the Garden of Eden was Earth and it turned into what it is now, whether it was a... It could, say, be another planet. It could be another physical planet, which actually you sort of got thrown out onto the Earth. Or it could be some sort of um, spirit realm. And then what happened was they created the Earth from the spirit realm. So in other words, the Garden of Eden still exists... But the ones that got thrown out of it, which I'll talk about in a minute, well, they, they're actually on Earth. But the other ones are still on the Garden of Eden. That's the other thing. So, what is it here? Like, yeah, this, this, so, well, I've got three things which I think the Garden of Eden could be. But I can't remember one of them. <laughs> That's a bit weird. But like the first one is it was a prison paradise. So what happened was... What happened was... Well, this is what I think. Something like this. You got you've got this place or you've got this place where let's just say aliens or some being some being came along and what it did was it This is the thing you see that if, when you start looking into it, a lot of the ancient past they're, they're saying the same thing as well. That we are we were ba were basically being used for energy. Because all, all, everything is just energy. So you think about it, a human is a massive amount of energy. Like, massive amount of energy. So 
if you look into it, there's these things called archons. What they do is they feed off of negative energy. So what they do is they put, they, this is sort of theory, they put humans into a negative state. So they're radiating negative energy, which feeds these archons. So the archons, <laughs> which are like a, an alien thing, they want to keep the human, they want to keep the human in this negative state because it, it feeds them. If the human stops being in negative state, the archon would die. So it's very important that the human doesn't realise what's going on there, because as soon as it realises, it, it can actually, it would, it, the all the archons would disappear, the humans would take over. So the f- the first thing I think is what what happened is it possible somebody created the the Garden of Eden as a, it was basically a prison, disguised as a paradise. Now think about that. You've got all these beings put into this who are born into. So basically what they do is you, you clone a load of people or even just get the babies and put all the babies into this Garden of Eden. They would have no idea of anything if they were brought, brought up into it. Because I thought about this a lot. If you're, if you're a baby, if I was born, there's this film called The Room. It's brilliant. There's this baby that's born in this room. So all this this boy grows up, all he ever knows is this room. He doesn't know what's outside. And I thought about it a lot. If if we didn't know if we were if we were brought up as children in a in a room, in a cell, and we were told that this is all there is, you wouldn't you wouldn't know there wasn't, would you? Unless you started hearing noises outside the wall, you'd think, What's that? And the more you sort of thought, What's that? the more that the the guards would have to say, oh, it's just, they would keep making all these excuses. But what would happen is, what would happen is one of the guards would think, oh, I don't, this isn't right. And what it would do is it would want to help, it would want, it would come in and want to get that child to come out and see beyond the walls. Which I think is what the serpent could have been. The serpent could have been like a prison guard overseeing the, the Garden of Eden. But it actually had compassion for the for the inmates which would be the humans, who were oblivious. But the thing is, this is where it gets a bit weird. You're in the Garden of Eden. It looks like a bliss. So as far as you're concerned, you you are living in bliss. But if it's a prison, is it really bliss? I'm struggling to get my head around that. It's that goes back to that thing of like the ignorance is bliss. I've got negative thoughts in my head at the minute, saying things about me as well. It's quite weird. But that's it. If you um, I love water. I've started buying bottled water. It's the best I can do at the minute. My goal is to get one of those big filters. One of those. They're really expensive, though. About three hundred quid. But it gives you fresh, beautiful water. <laughs> that's what I want to do. So what I was thinking was, you've got this prison. So imagine you're on a imagine you're on a desert island, and it's beautiful, but the only reason you're on that desert island is because what happens is every so often this a ship comes along or something, and takes one of the people off of the desert island, and they disappear. So, but you're on a desert island. What you don't realise is every time that ship comes in and takes someone away, what they're doing is they're taking them away to eat them. <laughs> All of a sudden, is that really a beautiful place? It's very much like farm animals. That's what I think. Is the Garden of Eden like a farm animal? 
Were we, were we like farm animals or something? So what happens is, if you're, let's say you're a little pig on a farm, and it's the most beautiful farm in the world, you're absolutely happy, but you real, but but you realise that you're you're a pig, with the purpose of being basically killed for meat. I'm trying to work out if if that is actually a good thing or not. Now, if if the pig suddenly became conscious of that, the pig, it, I'm pretty convinced the pig would want to escape. Yeah, it would want to escape and be free. So what I'm saying is, what what if what's happened is we were in the Garden of Eden, thinking we were in this bliss place, eating the apple of knowledge, was actually what it was was it was it was like a prison guard who felt compassion, wanted to set us free, who is, who is so I, the other thing, my mind goes all over the place with this. The prison, the serpent is effectively a, it's a metaphor. So I'm thinking, is the Garden of Eden just a metaphor? Is it actually real or is it a metaphor for like a prison? The, the serpent is, is actually a, a prison guard, which could be a different type of a different type of being. So it's a non-human, but it felt compassion for the humans. So it actually portray, it betrayed the, the like the guard the guard master who would be known as a god, but it's really not the god. It's a sub god. So you've got the creator who created everything. You've got you've got an intelligent being inside of the system created by the creator who suddenly realised it could create a prison full of these souls, feed off them, and then it would never die. Maybe it's that. Maybe that god is tr- is using humans to not. It's using humans to try and keep itself alive. Without human suffering, God can't survive. But it's not really. It's not the God. God. I think is God really the devil? I've talked about this on another podcast. I thought about this ages ago as well. What happened was I. I went into. I had a dream. My first ever lucid dream. I don't know why. I, I suddenly got this. This vibe. That somehow the God in the Bible is actually the devil. Now the thing is. You start talking about things like this. You're, you, even yourself, you start thinking, I can't say that. <laughs> but the thing is, I think to myself, the creator, the real creator, it would never judge. The real creator would not want... The real creator would not... The real creator wouldn't be afraid of you saying, are you the devil? This is the thing. If the God... If the God was... is, If the God was the real creator... And you went up to it and said, are you the devil? The God's got nothing to fear. So it would be able to have a conversation with you. If the God is actually pretending to be the creator. If you suddenly go up to it and start saying, are you actually really the God? Because it knows it's not, it would start It would start to be, be aggressive towards you. So that for me is a sign. Because if you look in the Bible, there's lots of signs that the God has some sort of inferior inferiority complex. <laughs> the God in the Bible appears to be some sort of control freak, who who has got some sort of so is almost like the God is is self is um is an inferiority complex. Yeah, the the Creator wouldn't have that. The Creator would be completely at peace because it it it's the truth. You the truth the truth isn't afraid. The truth isn't afraid of having a conversation. It's like if somebody's lying, if you start having a conversation with somebody lying, they're going to feel nervous because they think, oh, are they going to rumble me? 
if, it, if you're having a conversation with the truth, the truth would stay there all day because it's the truth. It's got nothing to hide. So there's something like that going on here. Because what happens is, in the, my understanding of the Garden of Eden is, the, the beings inside of it, Adam and Eve, they eat this apple, they suddenly get some wisdom, and uh, the God doesn't like that and banishes them. So what I'm thinking is, again, what, what I think is, is it possible, let's say you've got the prison cell, so you've got the Garden of Eden is like a prison, you'd have all these little cells inside of it. Let's say Adam and Eve were two beings inside of this cell. So what happens is, you've got to think about it, If the let's say Adam and Eve suddenly realised what was going on, that they were in a prison, it's obvious what they're going to do, they're going to spread that throughout the entire prison. And what happened then is, all the inmates are going to turn on the prison. If all the inmates turned on the prison guards, they can't do nothing then. At that point, the the inmates would be free. So what I think happened is, they got banished out of the Garden of Eden because they realised they had to sort of nip it in the bud. So if they get rid of Adam and Eve, before they got too wise, all the rest of the inmates would stay in their sort of ignorance phase. (laughs) So that's the first thing. So, So in a way, Garden of Eden was like hell, level one. Version one of hell was Garden of Eden. It didn't quite work because what happened was, yeah, what happened was it was too perfect. That's the thing. If something is too perfect, I feel like you're going to get bored or something. So what what it did was, hell, hell 2.0 is Earth. So we're actually on hell 2.0. What it is is it's 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 a place where you're aware of the suffering. So because you're aware of the suffering, but what it is is you're on Earth. I think Earth could be some sort of hell. What it is is you're 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 aware that it's suffering, but it's so it's so close to being nice. And what happens is you don't realise it's hell. Because I thought to myself, in the Bible it said hell is like full of fire and demons and devils and stuff. But my thinking is, if if you were in a hell realm like that, it's so obvious that you're in a hell realm, you would get yourself out of it. So the best type of a hell realm is a is a hell where you don't even realise you're in a hell. Because that way you're going to keep yourself in it. Yeah. <laughs> but then the paradise... But then the, this goes back to the thing again. If If you're in this paradise... If you're in a paradise... But it's really a prison, but you don't know that, and it's so it's a paradise to you. You sort of, I think to myself, does it really matter? Yeah, does it really matter if it's it's, it's quite a complicated one? That the other option, I've remembered what it is. The other option is this is all in the mind. So the Garden of Eden is just in the mind. In other words, it's just you've got the Creator imagining this Garden of Eden. And then what happens is it imagines something else. So it's all just mind. That's another one. My other thing is, what if the Garden of Eden was actually a bliss place? It was like a place of complete bliss. Everything was in bliss. But you've got to think about it. If you've got bliss, you have to have, you have to have like complete negative as well. So so what I'm thinking is, what what if what happened was you had the bliss, the Garden of Eden, and the serpent is actually, is it's almost. Again, I think it's some sort of virtual reality type thing. 
the serpent, I would look at the serpent as like a virus getting into a computer system. So what's happened is the virus get into the computer system. Adam and Eve are like the first bits of contact for this serpent, which is the first bits of code. So they got corrupted by the virus. So again, what's happened is the, the, the overseer, the god, which is overseeing this computer program, it realises there's a virus. What what you would do, if you if you realise there's a virus, well, it's like anything. Let's say it's like when you get gangrene or something, you cut your arm off or your hand off because if you don't, it's going to spread. So in, in other words, to stop the virus spreading, it had to banish Adam and Eve out of the thing. So it put it into this other... It put, it put Adam and Eve into the earth, which is another computer system but the point of this computer system is basically is it's the process of trying to rid the virus to get adam and eve back to being pure again and then at that point they can come back into the garden of eden something like that and then all of a sudden you think well all these like spirits spirit guides and angels and all the rest of it they could be beings from the garden of eden who are coming into the earth realm to try and help the they had to get any Adam and Eve back. And then you've got the, the negative is the things coming in from the hell. Because you would have at you at that point you would have you would have Garden of Eden and I suppose you would have like a hell. So you, you would have viruses in the in the hell realm coming into the earth realm, trying to get the, the earth more corrupted. Cause I imagine Adam and Eve, which I think is just humans, because Adam and Eve would have all become all of the humans. The humans are still connected to source. So if we are corrupted with a virus and we're still connected to source, there's got to be some sort of firewall. Otherwise, the Garden of Eden would get corrupted. So I feel like what's happened is, this is where I think the dream realm comes in. I think, the, I'm convinced the dream realm is some sort of connection between the two realms. It's, it's almost like, you know when you've got, you know when you're going into them, well, if you was on Mars, you know when you go in, you're in a spacesuit. Before you get, if you were, if you're on Mars, let's say you had like little buildings on Mars. I feel like there's compression chambers. That's it. I feel like the dream realm is some sort of like compression chamber, where it's like you go in there. If you're free from all of the bacteria from Mars, you can go in the building. If you've got a virus, you've got to stay in that compression chamber. So I feel like the dream room could be some sort of compression chamber. So that's what I'm thinking anyway. <laughs> the other thing is, well, if I put here, look. So was the Garden of Eden real? I, I, I'm convinced it was real, but I'm not sure if it's physical. Yeah, it's definitely, I'm, I'm convinced it's in our past. I think it also still exists. And maybe we're, we even connect with it with the dream realm but i'm not i'm not sure if the garden of eden is i think the garden of eden would be a separate level from the creator from the source the way i see it the creator is like the source so the creator is actually the universe so the creator is not a being so you've got the universe and inside of the universe you would have the garden of eden which would be overseen by a god which may be even put in charge by the creator. And then inside of the Garden of Eden, you would have all these little things. You can have, you can get to a point where you've got gods within gods. 
And then I feel like even in a strange way, you end up with universes within universes, which it then gets really weird because you, you can't quite work it out. Because at that point, who is the creator? If the, if the creator is the universe and you've got universes within a universe, you've got creators within the creator. So if the creator, at that point, you've got the creator creating a creator. So then who, you're like, who created the original creator? Unless the creator creates himself. See, I even said himself. But I, I don't see the creator as a, as a man or a human. But I still have to say him. Because I still see it as a separate entity. Even though I see it as a universe, it's, it's hard to not see it as a, as a separate thing. This is what I'm saying. It's quite weird. I love it though I love thinking about things like this because the, f the thing is it's like when you start trying to talk about time it's, it's, it's quite hard to get your head around it so I think that's what's I think something like that is going on so the, the question is the question for me is the question I've got all along is is this earth hell? Is it some sort of prison? Hmm. That's the thing. It's quite weird. Start thinking about um, suicide as well. See, again, people say you shouldn't talk about stuff like that because it's seen as a bad thing. But I think, again, I feel like you've got to talk about things like that because if you don't talk about things like that, you're potentially leaving information to the side. Because I thought to myself, what if this thing is a virtual reality? So you die. If you die, it's like that thing, live by the sword, die by the sword. If it, well, I, I, I flip reversed that. And I said, die by the sword, you're going to live by the sword. In other words, if you're inside of, if we're inside of a computer system and we die, if we die inside of the computer system... We're going to come back inside of the system. So I think to myself, what if it's possible that suicide is like a way of corrupting the system to such a degree that the entire virtual reality gets corrupted? Like if you're programming, because I used to do programming at, at college and university, and I, I like the fact I did that because what you realise is there's you can if you you can get yourself into an infinite loop. And the only way to end, end it is to actually basically just turn the thing off, turn the entire system off. But if you've got, you've got these repeat until loops, so you've got data going through the system on constantly, what if it's like repeat until suicide? In other words, you're going to keep repeating inside of the system, which would be seen as like reincarnation, until suicide. Uh, suicide would be like getting yourself in an infinity loop. But then you also think that could be like these things they, they call about like purgatory. You've broken the system, but you still exist. So now you're not you're not in the system anymore, but you still exist because you haven't gone through the program properly. Your your bit of code is now sort of corrupted. And that's when because you hear about these these like spirit beings that have to come in to save the souls that got that suicided because they're left in this sort of weird purgatory state. 
but I also think it's not it's not impossible that the the best way the best way to break free from a prison is to destroy the prison blow the prison up but then if you are the prison it's like blow yourself up which would be like suicide so in a weird way what if what if suicide is actually a positive thing it's just a thought I've had and the thing is that this is what's weird I've had this thought since I was little since a little child I've had this thought I mean it would be the ultimate form of courage in a weird way and faith because what you're doing there is you're saying well there's two ways to look at that you can look at it as as if it's you saying I've had enough get me out of here in other words I think that would bring you back into the system because you wouldn't have achieved your goals you wouldn't have passed your tests but the other way to look at it is you're you're not playing the game anymore you're putting an end to the game so this is how you can see how everything's got two sides to it. It all depends how you, how you look at it, really, I think. Good and evil. I've opened it on that chapter by, by a weird way. Look at this, look. I'm going to read this bit here, look. This mist was only the effect of the light of truth being invisible to your human mind, whose intelli- in- intellect, like an imperfect lens, only befogged and twisted everything and made it appear as real, keeping your consciousness continually busied with these myriad illusions of your dream world dream world so it's talking about the dream world this little book i'm going to read this garden of eden chapter so i'm just going to read it and see what see what it says and then come back to it so it says the garden of eden chapter nine which is nine is magic number three is process six is out of balance which is like, for me, three is a computer program. Six is being stuck in the in a while loop or a repeat until loop. In other words, you repeat this until. So that's what six is. Six is, it's, it's in the in, in infinite loop, basically. And then nine is, you've got out, you've, in other words, in, in a computer program, you've got, you have these like variables so you can have a loop which says repeat until variable a equals say 20 so what you do is each time you go through the system the, the variable a keeps getting assigned numbers so let's say your your goal in life is let's say you come into this life and your purpose is to do, is to become an artist <laughs> until you become that artist your your number's not going to be 20 so that would mean you're in a six because you're going to die. You're going to go back to the beginning. You're going to keep looping. The question is, when you go back to the beginning, which is reincarnation, are you taking the variables with you or are the variables getting reset? But nine would be you become an artist. You overcome all the hurdles, become an artist. Your variable gets set to 20, which means when you die, you're no longer in the loop. And that could be you getting out into the Garden of Eden, if it's a positive thing. That's the thing there. So, so this is the Garden of Eden. Whether or not you have gotten any clear grasp of what has just been stated, 
did not discard it as impossible of comprehension. <laughs> so he's obviously talking about what was the chapter before? My idea. But let's just go carry on. It says, this message is to awaken you to a realization of what you are, to a realization of your real self. It is intended to make you once more conscious of me, your divine self or conscious that never again will will you be deceived by that other self which you have imagined as being you and which so long has lured you on by feeding you with its unsatisfying sense pleasures, its mental dissipations and emotional delights, which could be the serpent. If, it, if it's a positive thing, if the Garden of Eden is positive, it says, before that can be, can be, it will be necessary for you thoroughly to know that supposed other self, that self which you created by thinking it real and separate from me, and then kept alive by giving it the power thus to entice and deceive you. So that's us. So self, Sophie, Sophie is the illusion which you've created. So you think you're Sophie, but really you're not. You are you are the creator. It says yes, that self-created self, self-created self. So the creator has created it. The creator has created itself as Sophie. Yeah. With its purely selfish pride and ambitions, and imagined power. It is love of life, of possessions, of being thought wise or good, but which self is merely your human personality, which was born only to die as a separate identity, and as such has no more reality or permanence than than the leaf, the snow or the cloud. Yes, you will be brought face to face with that petty personal self, and will see with perfect vision all its sordid selfishness and human vanities, and you will then learn if you can if you and you will then learn if you but turn to me and ask in simple faith and trust that is his eye the infinite impersonal part of you abiding always within who am thus pointing out to you all these illusions of the personality which for so many ages have separated you in consciousness from me your glorious divine self. This realisation will surely come when you can realise that this message is from me and when you have determined that it shall be to you whom I have inspired with such a determination I will cause every illusion in time to disappear and you shall in truth know me. The exercise of your mind along those abstract lines will not hurt you. Instead, it is what your mind needs. For not until you can grasp my meaning when presented to you in ideas such as they're herein, herein contained, coming from without, can you perceive and correctly interpret my idea when I inspire you from within. Your mind I am thus preparing for use. Not to gain more earthly knowledge, but in order that you can receive and give faith no, give forth my heavenly knowledge to those whom I shall bring to you for that purpose. This sounds to me like a virus. In other words, yeah, you can have a positive virus. 
what's happened is let's just say all the humans have got corrupted the source is is the source the creator would be you could look at the creator as like a positive virus and what it's doing is it's coming into it's coming into a human turning it into a positive and that positive is going to then spread to the next human but you could look at that as like a virus because to the to to let's say to a demon or a negative entity, the source with with this message of love, that would actually look like a, a net would look like a virus. So a virus only looks like a virus if you're the if you're the opposite end of it. In other words, to the virus, everything else looks like the virus. It's quite weird. With a prayer to me, your own real self, your father in heaven, that true realisation may come. Read carefully what follows. We have arrived in the course of our consideration at the process of unfoldment of my idea to where I am of you, manifesting in your immortal soul body or in the thought image created by my thinking is now ready to take on a substantial form, a form suitable for the earth expression of my attitudes. This again, it sounds to me like dreams. Sounds to me like the dreams. This change from a mental to a mortal form took place after the manner and process of all thinking and creating and is literally described in the Bible where it says, I formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the the breath of life and man became a living soul. Shall I explain further? Question mark. That the quickening power within my idea, your soul, proceeded to attract to it the various elements of life substance, dust, and atom by atom and cell by cell in due course of time to mould and shape each into substantial reality. After the pattern of the fourth, the thought image comprising your soul body, thus forming an earthly outer covering, as it as it were. Until finally, your mortal form actually became manifest to the psychic sense, if not yet to what is called the the physical sense. This this sounds a bit to me like what's happening is. It, Sounds a bit to me like the the creator as a thought. The Garden of Eden would be looked as like a sketchbook. So in the in the sketchbook in the Garden of Eden, it was sketching out all these ideas. It created Adam and Eve, and it and it thought, yeah, I like these two. So what it then done was it took those. The, the serpent would be like it would be. I would look at the serpent as like it would be like something coming into the sketchbook, like a, a bit of tracing paper. Tracing those sketches onto a piece of paper to turn it into an ink drawing. So the Earth realm is the is the process of a sketch, which is a thought form for the, from the source being turned into a finished drawing. Yeah, and what happens during that phase is you iron out all the kinks, and it's a, that's that's the hardest bit actually. The sketching phase is easy. It's not easy, but it's more it's fun. You're just doing it. The inking phase, you've got to be thinking a bit more. And that's where you sort of, you're, put, you're finding what works and what doesn't and you're bringing it back and forth. 
and then you get your finished painting and then you go right back to the beginning again <laughs> you start sketching again so I would almost look at the Garden of Eden as like a sketchbook so Adam and Eve was like a sketch so the humans now the earth is like the I would look at the earth as like a bit of Bristol board where the, the, the drawing has been put together that's what I think and then, and then at the end, what happens then is, at, at, once you've done your drawing, you start photocopying it, putting out prints. But also, the, the, the artist who has created that drawing, it stays in their mind forever as a finished drawing. I kind of like that. Look, what's it say? Look, until finally more physical. Whereupon, all being now prepared for this cyclic moment. Exactly, it's a never-ending process. You, my attribute, attribute, breathed into and and then through its nostrils from within the breath of life, and then you and you then made your first appearance on of Earth as a human being, a living soul. It's the creator bringing into existence a sketch. My idea, now able to express consciousness through a suitable earth medium, like a piece of paper, containing within yourself all of my attributes. Yeah, because you put yourself, when you're doing a sketch, you're putting yourself into it. All of my powers and all of my possibilities. Yeah. Thus we now manifest all the various mediums for the earth expression of my idea. And you, being one of my attributes, naturally had dominion o over all of these mediums. Or possessed the power of utilising any or all of them. Yeah, if necessary, for the full and complete expression of your, my attributes, powers and possibilities. Uh, for some reason, I'm getting this image of like you've created this little character in your sketchbook. You've also created somewhere else, like a little, let's say, like a little a horse or something. What you can do now, that little character that you've created, you can actually put it onto the horse. In other words, the 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 idea that has been created is now got the it's now got access to all of the powers and possibilities. Of the original creator, of the of the artist, basically. So, in this manner, and for this reason alone, did you and your brothers and sisters come into human expression? Yeah. Again, what happens when you create a little character? Humans could just be the 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 source, the creator, the artist, trying to find its finished perfect human. So in other words, all these different versions of humans is like it's like the phase in the sketchbook where you've got your design and you're trying to sort of you're playing around with the design. You're pushing and pulling it. Yeah, some of them you make really fat. <laughs> some of them you make skinny. Some of them you make transgender. Some of them you remove an arm just to see what that's like. So all these things that's happening to all these humans it's actually just the creator trying to find out which which human form it wants to take to the final form and i've got this theory that what's going to happen is 
when we humans have become the ultimate form, I've got a feeling we're going to actually become manifest with the source. Almost like I see it as it's like, I feel like what is, the way I look at it is like, imagine we're in a dream. Imagine we're in a reoccurring dream. We keep having this dream. And then finally, we, we, we dream of something and we think, that is it. Like you dream of, a, a, let's say, a little animal and you think that's the best animal ever. I've got a feeling at the end, what's going to happen is that animal is going to become physical. And then what will happen then is, in a weird way, that thing... So what will happen is, the humans are at the moment sort of... We're not actually... We think we're physical, but I think we're not. We're sort of like a work in progress. We're sort of like spiritual in a way. What happens is, at the end, when, when the human has become the ultimate form, it actually becomes physical... So it becomes exactly the same as a creator. At that point, you end up with two creators. And then what happens then is that the the creator, the human, becomes a creator, separate from the original creator. But that the, the creator that you are now, you have the ability now to do the same thing all over again. But because you're a different creation from the original creator, you would sketch out different ideas. So you would actually create an entire new earth full of completely different creatures. But you would still go through the same process, which would be sketching out your ideas, refining them, playing around with them, pushing and pulling them, and then taking it to a final, which would then become a new creator. So what if we're in the process of just creations? What if it's just a never-ending process of creators creating more creators <clears throat> and it's done via the act of creationism how cool would that be that, that, I'd love that what that would mean is or the, that would mean the creator the final creator would be all of the types of humans inside of it but what that also means which is amazing the, our creator went through the same process. So that means before that, there was an earth realm where, which created that original creator. But then again, this goes to this other thing. If this is, if this is all happening on a, on a circle, really you need to draw it. But imagine you've got a circle full of circles. So it's like a, like a necklace. Imagine you've got a dual necklace. So it's like you've got loads of beads on a circle what happens there is each of those beads is a creator and each of these creators creates a universe to create a new creator which would be become another bead next to it. You end up with this thing where you realise that the first bead, there is no first bead, that's the thing. What happens is that the, it's a never-ending process. So you, the, the universe that you're inside of, you're a bead basically on that necklace which has been created by the bead next to it in front of it before it and then what happened is in the end you will end up becoming the creator which would be a bead the next bead on the on the necklace but if you follow it through you realize at some point you end up becoming the previous bead to the bead that created you in the first place so in other words and that's the only way you can end up with one creator, really. Because the, the way I would look at that is, 
the necklace would be some sort of super creator. <laughs> yeah, because in another way, if you look at it, that necklace, which is a load of beads, if you zoomed out far enough, it would actually end up becoming a single bead. Yeah, from a distance, it would look like a bead, which would be the creator. If you zoom in on it, it would end up, it looks like a, a necklace full of beads. I would almost imagine if you then zoomed in on one of those beads, you would find another necklace full of beads and it would be never ending. Yeah, it would be never ending. But again, if you zoomed out the other way, it's never ending that way as well. Because what you're actually doing is you're you're not really zooming in and out. You're simply traveling along the circle inside of the circle. So as a human, you're inside of the bead. You, you don't realize you're inside of the bead because you're in the universe. If you can come out of that, you can get to, the creator is actually traveling along the necklace. That's mental, that is. <laughs> I love that. Mm. So in a weird way, negative and positive, all negative and positive is, is like a pencil and an eraser. When you're doing a drawing, you've got the, the positive is the pencil, you're drawing. If you don't like it, the negative is the eraser, erasing it. But it's not really negative or positive. It's just, it's just... It's just opposites. So in in that way, the devil isn't really negative. The devil is only negative because there's a God. If there's no God, the, the devil isn't negative at all. Because if there was a, a, a super devil, all of a sudden the devil, if it was related to that super devil, could actually be seen as being positive. And the same, if you've got the God, which is seen as positive, if you've got a super God next to it, it could make that God look like a negative. So in a weird way, you, you sort of realise this is why it has to be one creator. Because because a God, to me, a God signifies an, a, an, a devil. That's just the way it is for me. Whereas a creator feels much more solid and, and single. Something like that. What have we got here? Look. Thus, we're now manifest all the various mediums for the earth expression of my. We've done that. I like this bit. Look. In this manner, and for this reason alone, did you and your brothers and sisters come into human expression? The only reason we're here is to find a new creator. Humans are just the process. We are just the process of a creator being being created. While in human form, yet your expression was so entirely impersonal that through self-conscious, you still looked wholly to me within for inspiration and guidance. What's this? While in human form, yet your expression was so entirely impersonal that through self-conscious, you still looked wholly to me within for inspiration and guidance. See, I, I can't understand that bit. This, then was the first condition into which you awakened when you entered into earth expression and is what is called the Edenic, the Edenic state or dwelling in the Garden of Eden. I need to really understand this. This then was the first condition into which you awakened 
So what's this here? Yeah, this is the thing, look. So in the Garden of Eden, you were just a sketch, basically. But you started to realise you was a sketch or something. But it's not really you. It's not really you. It's the creator. It's just it's the. Cr yeah, I guess it goes into a bit like what I'm talking about. I was talking about this on one of the podcasts recently, or the videos. When you're doing a drawing, it gets this point sometimes where you're not drawing. It's almost as if the the drawing is drawing itself. What if that's what this is? It's that's what that's what that is. It's the drawing. It's you've put yourself into the drawing so much that you become the drawing. So at that point, it's like your consciousness is actually in the drawing. So it's not that the drawing is drawing itself. It's what's happened is you've actually put your consciousness into the drawing. Again, this is like a dream. In a lucid dream, I believe what's happening is you're putting your consciousness into the dream character. You're thinking you're that dream character when really you're you. But you only realise you're you when you wake up or if you become lucid. But I've noticed what's happening is you can become a dream character dreaming that it's a dream character. So in other words, you've got to actually wake up twice to wake up, which I think is what false awakenings is. But then I think to myself, is this what's happening here? We're in a dream now thinking we are. I think I'm Sophie. But when I wake up, I realise I'm actually the creator. So all it really is is consciousness moving through a level, which again goes into the computer program. All it is 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 is, is data being put into a variable and being run through the program. So, so the con the source is the program. A human is a block of data, which is DNA running through the program. But because what happens is that is self self contained. That block of code is self-contained. It thinks it's it's it thinks it's it's it thinks it's it, it thinks it is the block of code because it's inside of it until it gets out of it and it realizes it because that data go, what happens is when it when you're in a pro computer program the, the the variable is in that block of code. It goes when it comes out of the, that block of called like modules. When it comes out of that module that variable goes back into the main main program or it gets passed into another module you can look at that you can look at data or you can look at variables in a computer program and data as like consciousness moving through mo yeah Source is just a bunch of data. Source is a bunch of data. Humans are just a collection of data which has come out of the source. <laughs> Tomato sauce. Oh, it's genius, this is. This Edenic state represents the celestial phase of impersonal consciousness or that state in which you were still consciously one with me they're not confined in a mortal medium of expression. Y yeah. 
that's um expression that's the uh, yeah in other words you were still connected to source i think you still knew that you were connected to source when you come out of the garden of eden you don't realize you're connected to source anymore something like that now i shall not tell you in detail how or why it became necessary for me to drive you <laughs> now manifesting as man or humanity out of the garden of eden now i shall not tell you in detail how or why it became necessary why not so basically, yeah, drove you out of the Garden of Eden. It, it could be as simple as it needed to take that sketch to, in order to take the sketch to the final form, it needs more bit, bits of paper. So the earth could be seen as like a, a, a bit of paper where it's actually sketching out its idea, trying to find the final form. The Great Flood, you wipe out the... Yeah, if you, the Great Flood would be like a a a razor on a piece of paper. Well, sometimes you've got a page of, you you're sketching out your ideas on a piece of paper. The paper gets full up. It's not working. You scrunch out that paper, and start anew. The flood could be that. The flood could be. The creator got the, the the page the piece of paper got full up with ideas, and needed a new piece of paper. But what happens is Noah, when he Noah takes like some of the DNA, one of each thing. Yeah, if you got a page of sketches, what you would do is you'd pick your like three or four favourites, move on to a new piece of paper, start with those three or four favourites, and evolve that further. So what Noah was doing was Noah was basically the creator taking its best ideas from the earth. Putting onto a new piece of paper. Other than look, what's this? I will not tell you why it drove you out of the Garden of Eden, other than to remind you of the part that desire plays in Earth expression, and its relation to my will, how it centres your interest in outer things, and makes you forget me within. Um, when you've solved that and comprehended somewhat of my reason, see, I, l- listen to this. Now I shall not tell you how in detail, I will not tell you in detail how or why it became necessary for me to drive you out of the Garden of Eden, other than to remind you of the part that desire plays in earth expression and its relation to my will, how it centres your interest in outer things and makes you forget me within. That to me sounds a bit like a it's, it's some sort of game. It, it took you out of the Garden of Eden because it knew that it would ultimately find you. It, it you would ultimately have to come back. Since you're interested, it makes you forget me within. Unless it's just the process of the Creator going into the human form completely, like when you're doing a drawing. I've had that thing before. I spoke about this as well. I was drawing once, and I, I I saw my hand drawn on its own. What if that's this? What if that's this sort of thing? What's happening is the the creator needs to go completely into the human form. In other words, the creator is focusing on being a human, so that it can create the best type of human. Because otherwise, it would be distracted by all these other 
designs, <laughs> character designs. When you've solved that and comprehended somewhat of my reason, then perhaps you can understand the necessary of first causing you, humanity, to fall into a deep sleep. You having arrived at the close of another cycle called a cosmic day. And of letting you dream you have awakened, but in reality you were and, and are still asleep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And everything from that day to this, including all seemingly earthly events and conditions, have been but a dream, from which you will fully awaken only when you, humanity, again become wholly conscious of me within, and of finding yourself, humanity, no longer outwardly one, but two. One, an active, thinking, aggressive part, thereafter called a man, and the other, a passive, feeling, receptive part, a womb man. (laughs) Ah, a woman. I've never thought about that before. Man, woman, womb, man. A woman is a man with a womb. How mad is that? A womb man. (laughs) I like that. This is, uh, there's, there's something in this. It says here, look. Also, the necessary, the necessity, the necessity of these seemingly earth influences being brought to, brought to bear to draw your consciousness from purely celestial delights, and to hold it in this new dream condition, in order to develop a mortal mind that you might, through its natural selfish tendencies become centred entirely upon your earthly mission of mortal expression. I'm convinced what's happening here is Earth is the is the creator. Earth is like a a mixing bowl, almost like a, a canvas with all the paints and everything. And it's the it's the it's the creator creating a new creator. So what's happening is there's there's another planet somewhere else where there's a bunch of creatures going through the exact same thing and what they could be like bird type creatures what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to become a creator as well what if the creator is creating friends for itself and we're the process of the creator finding friends something like that and the wisdom of having this influence through that's another thing think about this look if you've got that necklace full of all these creators, if you zoom out far enough, what ends up happening is the creator ends up becoming a crea- creation. So then you end up with everything existing forever. Oh, that's mad. What happens then is it's spinning that way. It's spinning along the necklace in a circle but it could also be spinning like through the circle so in other words that the 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 beads on the necklace are like a spinning circle so it looks like a bead but really it's a circle but that's actually around a circle which if you zoomed out far enough is actually spinning as well yeah spinning and the wisdom of having this influence through the serpent or self 
the selfishness, the shape I caused it to assume in your mind. Exactly, the shape I caused it to assume in your mind. First generated, first generating a passive feeling, receptive part of your desire. The mortal agent of my will, which was to play, which was to supply the motives and the power for the further and complete expression of my attributes on earth. Yeah. It, the creator is expressing its, 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 its expressing itself on earth, but it has to do it without... It's going through the... Pre In other words, if the, if the creator just drew itself on a piece of paper, yeah, it could do that and create another creator, but that's boring. It's... It's got it's got to go through the process of of creating it without basically it's like when you're painting abstract painting there's a there's a there's a relationship between the paint and you especially like watercolor so so you know what you're doing but you don't know how it's going to look because the paint's kind of in control sounds a bit like the same sort of thing so the creator knows what it's doing, but it doesn't really... The creator knows what it's doing, but it's got no idea what the ultimate human is going to look like. So in a weird way, it's exciting for everyone. It's exciting for the creations inside of the thing, which is really the creator. Because <laughs> all we are really is the creator going through the process of finding a new crea creation. And finally, the necessity of desire casting its complete spell over you, humanity, that, that your celestial or impersonal nature might be kept deep in sleep until in your dream by the... I was going to burp then. Shall I? No. In your dream, by the free but ignorant use of my will, you could taste and freely eat of the fruit of the so-called tree of knowledge of good and evil. And through the eating could learn properly to discriminate and know its fruit for what is for what it really is and thus acquire the strength to know to use the knowledge thus gained wisely and perfectly in the expression of my idea only see i don't understand that i s oh, oh. By the, free, by the free but ignorant use of my will, you could taste and fully eat of the fruit of the so-called tree of knowledge of good and evil, and through the eating could learn properly to dis discriminate and know its fruit for what it really is, and thus acquire the strength to use the knowledge thus gained wisely and perfectly in the expression of my idea only. I'm not sure about that. <coughs> you likewise possibly know... You likewise possibly can understand how in your dream you become more and more engrossed in and attached to this false earth state through first eating of this fruit and learning to know good and evil and after learning of the new and enticing world that's opened up to you, dying to the knowledge of the reality back of it all and how and why it was you learnt that you were naked both the thinking and the feeling parts of you, and also why you grew afraid and tried to hide from me, thus creating in your consciousness the sense of separation from me. 
Now perhaps you can see why this all had to be, why you, humanity, had to leave the Edenic, Edenic state of impersonal consciousness and lose yourself wholly in the earth illusions of this dream world in order to be able to create a body and develop it and develop in it a personal or self-consciousness capable of fully expressing my perfection. This was, this, thus was born your human personality and since its birth have I impelled you to nourish, support and strengthen it by filling you with longings, <laughs> longings, hopes, ambitions and aspirations with all the various manifestations of desire which are but the human phases of my will operating in the preparation and development of a medium capable of expressing perfectly my attributes on earth yeah ah oh, it's brilliant basically the creator is is in the process of creating itself on earth at which point you would you would end up becoming physical in the spirit realm and so I sparked the world and drove you out of the Garden of Eden and clothed you with a coat of skin. Or in other words, with flesh. Yeah, you become physical. The same as other animals. For now, in order that you might enter into the heart of Earth's conditions, into the real Earth, the Earth of my idea, not the one of your dream, so as to quicken my idea therein into active life expression. You, my attribute, had to have an organism and a covering appropriate to the conditions in which you were to manifest in your dream. Again, this this sounds a bit like creating. You, my attribute had to have an organism. That's the shapes. It has to be like functional and a covering appropriate to the conditions in which you were to manifest in your dream. Likewise, in thus giving you a coat of skin, did I, by so doing, provide my idea with a suitable form for earthly expression. I give it a power to express yourself through a definitive organism by means of words. I thought of um, worms, by means of worms, by means of words. In the impersonal, there is no use or necessity for words... In the impersonal, there is no use or necessity for words. Yeah, this is why I think it goes It goes with shapes and numbers. Ideas alone exist and express shapes. They simply are. And they are expression of the various phases of my being. They, put, they spelt the word being as in B-E-I-N-G. B-ing. Being process express the various phases of my process so shapes are the are the various are expressions of the creator's various phases of process but in a dream condition where every expression in these early stages of outer being had to have a form and substance they could be heard seen felt smelled or taste in order that its meaning could be clearly apprehended, there naturally had to be provided organisms capable of being used for the double purpose of expression 
and of understanding what was expressed. Like when you're creating things in a sketchbook. The purpose is to find the ultimate creator. As my as my idea unfolded itself after your explosion from Eden, expulsion from Eden, you, one of my divine attributes, exactly, one of them. So there's a, there's going to be another Earth somewhere with with another type of creature. Might even be another Earth. So there might be like say thousands of pieces thousands of earth which is really just a sheet of paper and each paper each sheet of paper might become a creator but it might not so like this earth might get crumpled up and thrown in the bin but it might actually become a creator so it's the i feel like it would be the earth itself that would become the creator one of my divine attributes dwelling within my idea of the attribute in expression and in dwelling within the thought image of myself and finally manifesting outwardly in the earth form of words when impelled by my will in the guise of desire to express my meaning began rapidly to increase and multiply yeah like a virus in your search for the most favorable conditions for the manifestation of your particular attributes you gradually spread over the face of the earth each containing many words like when you're doing drawings if you're trying to find a character you just keep filling the page with with ideas and each one is the same as the last one but a bit different like humans we're all the same but a bit different and all born of desire in the human mind to express in earthly terms the infinite phases of my idea over sur- ever surging within the more the human mind strove thus to express in words my idea, the greater and more abject the failure. <laughs> in time would a great awakening come when all words are but symbols of one idea and all ideas of whatsoever nature are but phases of one idea. One is a new creator, which is really probably the original creator because the, the new creators are just the, the one creator like beads on that necklace my idea of self my, of myself in expression exactly my idea of myself in expression and thus all desire to express in words and that idea without their consciousness of my will being the one and only source of inspiration is futile likewise all desire to express that idea in living acts without losing all consciousness of your human personality, of your personal part in the acts and centering yourself wholly in me is vain and fruitless and will end only in failure, disappointment and humiliation. And that's that. I hope you enjoyed that. But I, um, like I said before, I didn't say that. What I said was, I feel I feel a bit like I don't understand some of that, but I do understand it. I don't know if you know what I mean by that. Sometimes I hear something, and I don't understand it, but I do understand it. I think what's happening there is, it's like what it's saying about words and symbols. 
little Dennis says it's time time's up. But like, if you you can understand you can understand the words. No, you don't understand the what you don't understand the words, but you understand the meaning of the words. Going right back to the beginning with this, like when you're doing when you're studying, you've got a theory and practical. So that's the thing. You can be doing a drawing or something, and you can you can you can see that it looks right, but you don't understand why it looks right. And the other way is, you can you can understand the right way to do it, but it doesn't mean you can do it. I feel like that's the sort of thing going on here. Is you hear you hear these words, you don't understand the words, but you understand the meaning of the words. That's what happens a lot with this. So this week's little inspirational quote, that's what it's left. You can find show notes, I think, at sophielawson.com. You can also find videos at youtube.com slash sophielawson. And I'm actually going to be doing some Procreate videos coming up. So I'm working through Procreate, which is a software package for drawing on the iPad. I'm really enjoying it at the moment and I'm going to, what I'm going to be doing is every Wednesday I'm going to be doing little videos on that. They're going to be very simple things. I'm just going to go through my notes really, talk about what I've been learning and show any examples and things. <laughs> so, so you might like that, but yeah, I'm going to turn to a random page and pull out a quote for this week's inspirational quote. Uh, I've done this one. Right, hang, hang on. Watch this. Little Dennis said this one. Hey, it went to the same page again. That's weird. There must be a quote on this page. Ah. Uh, battery runner. Battery runner. Little Dennis, he's going to randomly pick a spot and I'm going to read that bit. So this is this is this week's inspirational quote. This mist was only the effect of the light of truth being invisible to your human mind, whose intellect, like an imperfect lens, only befogged and twisted everything and made it appear as real, keeping your consciousness continually busied with these myriad illusions of your dream world. How weird is that? I, I read that at the start of this podcast. <laughs> Little Dennis picked the same thing. I'm going to do this look. This week's inspirational quote. It doesn't really make sense though. Little Dennis. I think he's going to have to... Okay. This week's inspirational quote is going to be keeping your conscious consciousness continually busied with these myriad illusions of your dream world. That's this week. Little Dennis, he looks cool. Ah, oh, also, I've got a new little friend. Gloria the the giraffe, she's going to be on future podcasts. <laughs> she's quite cool, she is. Little Gloria. Hello, Gloria. If you're watching on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson, you can see Gloria. She's very cool, little giraffe. She's sitting on my sh- shoulder at the minute. So I hope you enjoyed this one. This week's little inspirational quote. Keeping your consciousness continually busied with these myriad illusions of your dream world. Hehe, <laughs> of course I.
do 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 do